Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where we go through all things gin. If you want to find more out more information, catch me on Instagram at Gin Ignite or alternatively go to the website www.ginignite.com. Welcome to the show and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to episode 30. It's just me today and in this episode I get a chance to reflect on the year. Now I appreciate it hasn't been great. You know, let's get the elephant out of the room. There has been the pandemic in the way of pretty much everything. But what has been really pleasing for me is being, number one, welcome to the gin community. But number two, how the gin community has really rallied together to get through this year. It's given me a chance to reflect on the guests I've had who have been amazing and who I've been humbled by and honoured by that they've joined me on the show And some have been really surprised that they actually said yes, because they're, you know, big either personalities in their own industry or they're big personalities in the gin industry. But it has been a really, really great ride. And I've really, really enjoyed it. And I'm really looking forward to 2021 and having more, more and more guests on. Now, before I get into that, have you decided yet? What is your Christmas cocktail going to be? More importantly, have you had a chance to practice it? Are you thinking about your post? Now, if you don't want to do a post, it's not a problem. But if you do, be great. They don't have to be on Christmas Day, whenever you feel is the the right time for you. But we've only got a week to get into that Christmas spirit. So if you haven't thought about it, you better start getting your thinking caps on now. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine. If you want to follow the recipe that I've put out there, that's fine. If you want to just take a, a you know, a recipe that's out there, that's fine. Do whatever you like, whatever makes you feel comfortable. My weekly gin recommendation this week is probably a little bit overdue. It's a very much like The Edge and their London Dry Gin, and that's the Pitwheel Distillery Classic Dry. Now, I've been a fan of Pitwheel Distillery really ever since I started the podcast, and when I was sort of reviewing 2020, I really thought that it would be a really good fitting weekly recommendation that sort of highlighted this wonderful gin brand. Even though I had small batch gins on my gin shelf, I don't really feel as though I started my small batch gin journey, as it were, until I tasted this craft gin. It was the first gin that I really tasted neat. Now the nose of the gin is a sort of familiar London dry aroma. It doesn't really give you any indication of how special the gin actually is. Now, on tasting it neat, you get a dryness followed by a very subtle citrus flavour, which kind of weirdly reminds me of Palmer, the Palmer Violet taste. You know, the Palmer Violet is sweet, or I've, I've got some Palmer Violet um, gin, actually. And you kind of get that sort of very subtly on your palate. The taste is so smooth that I'd be quite happy to have it as a sipping gin. I tested it with Fever Tree Mediterranean Tonic, as usual, and created a very pleasant G&T. And I think it would work well with any sort of standard light tonic or elderflower. Now, it has got some hibiscus in the botanical, so I'd be very interested to try it with a hibiscus-based tonic just to see whether that kind of works. It definitely has the smoothness for a dry martini, but I'm not sure it would work for me personally. The palate is quite delicate, 
So I would be careful what I paired it with cocktail wise. But, you know, I think maybe a sort of lime based Tom Collins would be a good call, perhaps. Now, this is a gin that's been added to my long list of gin wants. So it's not on my gin shelf yet, but I anticipate it will be in the future, finance permitting. I thought I would take this episode to review the year. But before I start on that, I just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas, if you celebrate it, and a Happy New Year. Now, an episode will be going out next week and will be going out in the new year. I'm not quite sure which one. There'll probably be one that will be quite a short one and probably one that will potentially have an interview. I will let you know sort of nearer the time. I'm really pleased sort of looking back at the year. I mean, I was quite surprised actually how many sort of guests that I had. But I really would like to, before I get into talking about them, is to thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for you taking the time. It really means a lot to me when I see those listener numbers come in that and, and talk to people and people very kindly send me some messages to say, oh, we really love this episode or, or whatever it might be. It really is very touching for me and it really makes me feel I want to sort of strive and, and take this forward um, as much as I can. And I'm really pleased that I've managed to connect quite a few people together this year, which has been really amazing. And I've seen some really great sort of collaborations. Now, there has been, unfortunately, I need to sort of bring this up and I'm going to just go over it for, for a brief period of time. But I do believe it needs to come up. There has been bullying, particularly in the Instagram community. And it's been a particular gang that's been sort of doing it. And it's really quite sad. And, you know, as I've said, and I put out a video um, very recently and I've said on the podcast, you know, if you don't like being part of the gin community, that is absolutely fine. And that's absolutely your choice. Go and find your own gin community. You know, you're quite at liberty to do that, but don't maliciously kind of get people to be investigated like Vanessa was at Nessie J91, for example, saying that she's impersonated somebody, which she quite clearly didn't. But obviously she needed to let Instagram, you know, do their investigation. And Kate from at Sip and Share had a troll which caused her no end of issues. But I'm glad to say they put a bit of a positive spin on it because they both decided to talk about it on a live and I've got to be honest, it showed such strength and I am so proud of both of them. I'm also so pleased that they hooked up together as well for a live and that's coming up. But Charles and Mike, who have also been on the show, Charles and Mike Distilling and their Big Seven Gin, on Monday the 21st of December 2020 at 8 o'clock. So next Monday, they are getting together with... Kate from Sip and Share and Vanessa from at Nessie J91. And they are going on a a live, which is brilliant. So um, make sure you check either at Nessie J91 or Sip and Share for exactly where that is going to be. And now I get my chance to look back on the guests that I've had on the show. And so it all started with my first guest, Nikki Mendez. And she was planning to get her gin school signature gin and distillery set up. Now, sadly, due to COVID, that sort of got delayed slightly. And indeed, her 
distillery and gin school still are kind of are there but you know it's just taking a bit longer to set them up than perhaps she would have liked but she did manage to release her signature gin on the 16th of november now i've got so much time for nikki i really have and i have learnt so much about her and her journey and it's been really fascinating to sort of follow and i'm really looking forward to talking to her in 2021 when everything's up and running vanessa at nessaj91 came on the show in episode eight and we had so much fun and to be honest we've had so much fun ever since she really inspires me with her posts about everything be it lgbtq plus her life in general or cocktails I love how brutally frank and honest she is, her attitude to life, and some of the inspiring things she's done, like Small Gin September for the community. And she's also my mixology master, and she set me a few tasks, and I've really enjoyed throughout the year sort of doing those and reporting on those in, in, in various posts. Then the lovely Laura Bridge from Lava Spirits joined me. I remember speaking to her for the first time and I was just so excited that she'd wanting to include me and the podcast in her launch week. I'm still in awe of her flavours in her gin. I, I, I still don't quite, or my head can't quite compute how she tamed coffee and juniper together, let alone how she sort of surpassed herself and managed to tame coffee orange and juniper now there's such three strong strong flavors that you only have to get one thing wrong and suddenly one flavor overpowers another but she absolutely did it and i'm so pleased to see her brand going from strength to strength and mixologists everywhere enjoying the unique taste of her gin then a true master distiller now i can say of tv fame after being on country file join me episode 12. You can't help but be wowed by Tristan's exceptional botanical skills. His two gins, Burrells and Marie-Jeanne, he describes as traditional kind of London dry gins, but they are, but they've just got something special about them. There's so many sort of flavours and bursts of flavour that come out of them that are absolutely fantastic. And I was honoured that a few weeks after the episode, he gifted me two, the two gins from Massingbird Monday. Now, since his appearance on Country File, orders have been flying out the door. And I could not wish this more for anybody. I really couldn't. He's just such a lovely, lovely guy and such a, an amazing distiller. And he just he just oozes kind of well, I was going to say gin, but he, he oozes kind of botanicals and botanical knowledge and distillery knowledge. And it was so evident in the, the podcast. And I was really honoured to have him on the show. I was also very, very honoured to have Ian Paget from Logo Geek. Ian is kind of a big personality in the sort of branding kind of logo design world. He's got an awful lot of people that follow him on Twitter. I think something like 95,000. So... I was somewhat surprised when he said, oh, yeah, I'm sure I'll come on your show. It's a bit different. He really got everybody to sort of think about their brand and whether you're a regular Instagrammer, distiller or bar, it didn't really matter. It was so informative and it really was an absolute honour to have him on the show. The lovely Andy Riches came on the show 
And she gave us a really interesting insight, really from the Instagrammer sort of looking outwards perspective. I think it was really interesting talking to her particularly about the way she views sort of gin brands. And she liked the fact that a lot of gin brands now are sort of showing who's behind the gin. And it's so important. And I've got to be honest, from my perspective, I really feel that as well. I really feel as though a lot of the distilleries could sort of learn from that. It was sort of inside information, if you like exactly what people wanted to see and certainly some of the more successful brands you know I look at you know the Edge Gin and Stockport Gin and um, Pitwheel Distillery all are showing sort of posts about sort of behind the scenes and I think it's really really important. She also introduced me to Law Gin and they came on later in the year and I'll talk about those lovely people in a few moments time. Now, one day I am definitely going to need to learn about being a mermaid. And that's what Andy also talked about, her sort of competitive rowing and teaching how to be a mermaid. And essentially she was showing me, you know, you put on these sort of um, latex kind of tights and then you put the tail on over the top and you actually swim with the tail just like you would do as a mermaid. Now, she asked me at the time, you know, what would colour would my tail be? And I sort of said, well, it'd have to be, you know, pink to match my brand, obviously. So I'm looking forward to maybe 2021, 2022, doing a bit of mermaid swimming. I think it would be, uh, you know, nice. And, uh, you know, great Instagram kind of post, wouldn't it? Fantastic. Then I was graced by Mark from The Wandering Bartender, who kind of explained how he joined the Navy sort of almost by accident because he went into a recruitment centre for the army to get out of the rain. And then he was sort of talking about, you know, how he got into bartending and sort of management of, of bars and and then sort of into mixology and then how he met his wife. And also, I think the real big sort of fascinating story out of that whole episode was how he helps his wife from uh, LMA elopements who essentially provide as part of the service mark to go up to anywhere so it's up a mountainside mark gets his rucksack on with the ice block in there and all his cocktail making tools he agrees with the couple like a bespoke cocktail and he goes up to wherever they've got married and scotland's a bit different from the rest of the uk in that you don't have to have a roof on where you're getting married effectively you can get married anywhere so if the lock is up a mountainside, then poor old Mark has to go up the mountainside. Then he prepares the bespoke cocktail that he's sort of spoken to the couple about and they get to keep the recipe. And what really fascinated me was Mark's kind of insight as well into how people kind of tr- choose their drinks. So if you have like a strong espresso like me, you probably like a more alcoholic drink, which is very true. I like, you know, dry martini particularly. And I think it was it was really just really amazing, and Mark really imparted a, a a lot of knowledge. And then after Mark came the lovely Claire from the Edge Gin. Now I have to say I'm completely biased against the Edge Edge Gin. I just love the whole story behind their brand. You know, Claire is so lovely and so easy to talk to, and their brand is so easy to talk about. It, I just love the sort of magical side of it. And I love their gins. Their London Dry is amazing, particularly with the goji berries, sort of giving it a little bit of sweetness. 
and a little bit of sort of goodness as well. I also love their L'Orange Gin, which is their orange-based gin. And I've got to be honest, when I first sort of had it, I thought, I'm not going to like this at all. Because generally, any orange-based gin I'd had previously had been sweet, and the orange was really in your face. And I felt the same way about the pear gin, but it was a very similar kind of process. And the reason I like both of those is because everything was really, really subtle. So you could quite happily have orange gin in a gin and tonic, which for most of the gins that I tasted previously that were orange was just unheard of. You know, you had to have it in a cocktail and you had to work out how you were going to dumb the cocktail down or you had to have it with a really very, very strong tonic to kind of dumb down you know, the, the orange flavour. So it was really inspiring to sort of under, understand kind of how they sort of distilled that to, to kind of get to that that point and also understanding sort of uh, Claire's sort of nutritional background and how that influenced sort of the flavours. And I also loved the fact that she was the only person to date when I said, you know, what would be your favourite gin other than your own? How would you serve it? Said that she'd have a side of Ali Oli with it. And I thought that was just lovely. I really, really did. And nobody said it ever since. I've also loved the fact that I got involved with the Merlin, the wizard of Audley Edge for a whole load of posts. And I just had so much fun writing those posts and and putting together those cocktails with l'orange and some of pear but not much of pear but i'm hoping in 2021 that we'll rekindle our 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 partnership with myself and merlin and come out with a whole load of cocktails regarding pear then i was joined by paul jackson who i can i can only describe really as an absolute legend he is really well known and well respected within the gin community and gin industry in general, and I, I, I was so humbled that that kind of he he joined me on the show, and so inspired by his knowledge. I think I particularly liked, and my particular sort of takeaway from that episode was his explanation of the Gin Guide Awards, which I will be monitoring very very closely starting in January. I also love the write-ups he does for the many gin brands he, he sort of looks after and, and sort of takes on to, to the gin guide. And I look forward to reading lots more in 2021. And then I had what only I can describe as my collab with Kate from Sip and Share. I have to say, this is probably one of my best episodes because Kate is so bubbly and we had just had a, such a lovely conversation And Kate, I promise I will be joining Sip and Share in the new year. She was so epic with her kind help to anyone on Instagram on how to grow their account. And also, whether they were distiller or bar, she also sort of came up with some really great gems about that. If you haven't done already, definitely check out her account and also check out Sip and Share. So you can get it on sipandshare.co.uk. It was the turn of the lovely Brit after Kate from the Botanical Trading Company. I was introduced to Brit by Vanessa at SEJ91. And I have to say, I was not sure when I was introduced whether or not this whole subscription service would work. You know, there are a lot of large subscription services out there and I just wasn't sure. I remember talking to Brit and... After our first pre-record conversation, I went, do you know what? I'm kind of sold on this idea. 
And after we'd done the, the episode, and I decided I couldn't have two gin subscriptions much as I would like to, and I needed to drop one of them. Now, I already had the Craft Gin Club subscription, so I decided to drop that in favour to sign up to hers. Now, I have to be honest, I wish I'd done it a month earlier because um, Thunderflower Gin was on a month earlier and that would have been an amazing gin to have. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. But since signing up, I've had Lind and Lime Gin, which is absolutely sensational. It is a rock star of a gin. And I've also had Lin Gin very recently for the December Gin. And I have to say that is very, very pleasant too. I'm not sure it kind of quite matches up to Linden Lime. I mean, they've got a very similar sort of flavour profile, but Linden Lime kind of does it for me a little bit more. Um, and you can tell that because uh, over half of it all has already gone and we're not, you know, I've only had it for probably less than a month. So that's not very good at all. But I can't wait to see what my next bottle is in 2021. Then I went over to Europe, albeit virtually, and spoke to the fabulous Luna and Alexander from Law Gin. We had such a lovely chat and they were kind enough to send me before the episode a bottle of their gin so we could actually chat about their gin on the podcast. And that was really nice and perhaps not something that I'd kind of done before. Um, I did do it actually with um, Laura from um, Lava Spirits and that, and that was really nice. But it was it was nice to be able to sort of say, oh, this is what I think about your gin. So that was really, really good. Now, I've used it for quite a few cocktails. It's so kind of versatile. And I think it's so different from, you know, somebody once said to me recently and when they tasted it, they said, it's not a UK taste. And I was like, going, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not, but it's unique and it's flavoursome. And I think it's because they use the Alambic still, which essentially is a still that was created in the Middle Ages and hasn't changed. You know, obviously everybody's got their sort of column stills now, but it's absolutely not like that at all. And it was so interesting when they were saying about the flavours coming off that you get sort of one botanical at a time, you know, get the lemon and then something else and then something else. And you had to kind of adjust the heat in order to make sure that you got the same consistent batch. I mean, it sounds awfully complicated, if I'm honest. Now, I'm really hopeful that they are going to get distributed to the UK. And I would like to thank Paul at The Gin Guide for his help in trying to set that up. We're not sure whether it's going to happen yet, but I'm hopeful that in the very near future, hopefully in 2021, you should be able to buy it in the UK, which will be absolutely fabulous. Now, I don't know why, but everything seems to happen in Cheshire or Essex. They seem to be real big hubs for the gin industry. And this is no exception when I was joined by my next guests, Harry and Victoria from Cheshire Mobile Bars. I do love the idea of a mobile bar. You know, they come to your garden and they sort of set up and, you know, you can have your 50th birthday or whatever it might be. But I think more importantly for me, that the thing that really sort of tickled my fancy as well was their nationwide cocktail delivery service. And that seemed to be a really, really great idea because, as I said, lots of places were offering kind of regional or local area cocktail services, but they they were actually giving a cocktail making service that you could get nationwide. I was also fascinated by Harry's knowledge and talking to him about masterclasses and how he would control somebody like me that would get sort of so involved and wanted to get behind the bar, etc., etc., 
And uh, he was quite sort of fascinating about that. But I think my favourite nugget from the whole thing was the breakfast martini. So thank you, Harry, for that. I've done quite a few and I think I've got my breakfast martini nailed down. Unfortunately, it doesn't have any marmalade anymore, but it does have some great flavours in there. I had to pluck up a lot of courage to talk to Stockport Gin. And Paul was quite surprised, I think, in some ways, because, well, surprised and not surprised. I think a lot of people think Stockport Gin is much bigger than it is. And it is, if I'm honest, much bigger than it is. But it isn't. It's a very weird sort of concept. But I love the passion from Paul at Stockport Gin. The, the passion he showed towards his town, his football team. And it wasn't obviously just Paul. It was Cheryl as well, his wife. They really show a passion towards Stockport Gin. And we talked about the fact that some so-called marketing consultants were saying to them, oh, don't show your personality on the brand. Don't. You definitely don't want to call it Stockport Gin because it's got, you know, some really bad connotations. And they stuck to their guns. And I was really, really inspiring to see that. And it's also inspiring that they've given so much back to the community. I really, really like the way he and Cheryl run the brand. And I was honoured to be gifted some of their gins. And I have to say that that inspired me to buy some gins for Christmas. And I cannot wait to try them when Santa delivers them on the 25th of December. If you want to know how to run a successful Instagram distillers account, look no further than Stockport Gin. I also love their passion for markets and I have to be amazed at their partnership that they have with Selfridges. You know, that can't you can't knock that at all. It's Selfridges at the end of the day. Then I was joined by quite simply an outstanding mixologist who also happens to be a bit of a social media whiz. She was amazing how she gave so many tips about what you can do with your own Instagram or if you're a distillery or a bar, what you can do with your Instagram account. And I probably should mention who it is that I'm talking about. It is, of course, Tammy Jackson from At For Cocktail's Sake. In addition, the other thing that really excited me was talking through four classic cocktails and how she'd sort of switched them up. I particularly like, and I'm afraid, I'm really sorry, Tammy, I haven't tried this yet, but I will be trying it over Christmas. And that's your infusion idea between Campari and strawberries. I love that idea because the strawberries kind of give the Campari a bit of sweetness. And that's really what I'm looking for, I think. So I would like to, because I've still got quite a lot of Campari, I'd like to kind of be able to do that and then actually be able to drink some of the Campari that I've got. If you haven't checked out her lives with Paul from Mix and Match yet on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 o'clock, they are a must, so I really would check those out. And finally, my last guest before this episode was Charlie and Mike from Charles and Mike Distilling. They told me all about their journey, sort of launching their first iteration, sort of the Big 7 1.0, as I sort of nicknamed it, and how they've moved into their new distillery, their slow gin that's come out, and how they're now sort of taking it forward and sort of the lessons that they've learned. And it was absolutely fascinating. And I wish them all the luck for next year, and I wish them all the luck to you know, grow those orders as much as they can. And do check them out with their live with Kate from at Sip and Share UK and Vanessa from at Nessie J 91 which is happening on Monday, the 21st of December, 2020 at eight o'clock. 
If you check my stories, I will also put out exactly where that's happening as soon as I know. I've also had some great Instagram shout outs this year. And thank you to all of my Instagram shout outs that have shared my story. So thank you very much to Vanessa at NessieJ91, Jill at Geordie Gin Queen, Jamie at Jamie and Gin. Sorry, that's at Jamie underscore and underscore Gin. Ali from at Gin underscore and underscore Blooms. My favourite gin duo, Carissa and Lisa from at Posh Ginbirds. Jane from at Mothers underscore not underscore ruined underscore. Andy Riches from at Geordie's Love Gin. Carrie Ann from at Glass of Gin underscore Packet of Seeds. Carol from at Grandma's Gin Parlour. Nettie, the lovely Nettie from at Mothers underscore Ruined underscore Gin. And she absolutely hasn't. She absolutely smashes it lots of times and her posts are amazing. So definitely check her out if you can. And the wonderful Bev from at Gin underscore Meets underscore Girl. She did a great challenge, Nipple in a Tipple, which was supporting October, the Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So that was absolutely fantastic to uh, to help her support that. And I you know, sort of saw quite a lot of posts coming out of that. So that was really amazing. Mel at Gin Scouse Girl and the lovely Emma from at an underscore elves underscore ruin. And she did some amazing stuff, but particularly Juniper July, which was a sort of challenge that ran for throughout July. At Gin Makers doing some great stuff with their videos on how to make some cocktails. Hayley at Gin underscore obsessed Hayley. Rory at the Gin Lord, who has been correcting us and making sure that we stay on the straight and narrow in the Instagram community. Thank you, Rory, for doing that. And also totally in awe of you being a judge on the gin guide. Holly at gin underscore obsessed underscore girl. Alex at the cocktail vibe showing some great cocktails and working with the with the gin guide. Natalie at Ginderella 2020. Hannah at a Hannah drinks coming up with some really great sort of cocktails and some of the ideas about some of her drinks and my favorite gin trio the lovely Gita Karina and Tina from at girls underscore on underscore gin and Cassia at gin queen underscore Kilpatrick who was really the first person that I remember supporting me on Instagram so I've always been deeply honored that that she did that and um, always been sort of following you know what she's doing and one of the other people that sort of supported me in sort of the early years other than sorry I didn't mention at girls underscore on on underscore gin was Maxine at the teal bar and she sort of has got a home bar that she sort of showcases and it's fascinating and definitely worth looking at if you get the chance recently I've had Laura at mama underscore loves underscore gin She's done some really great posts. And very recently she did a, a post with, uh, I think it was a gnome with uh, Sipsmith Slow Gin. And he obviously had a little bit too much of that, which was a really great post. And finally, this week, Karina at Karina underscore Wolf with a double F underscore DK. And she is actually part of at girls underscore on underscore gin. Now, there are some 
distilleries that I did not get a chance to catch up with in 2020. And I'm really hoping that I will get a chance to do the Otterbeck distillery. I would still love to talk to you, particularly with your um, new gin, the Satom gin, which uh, sort of came out. And also just talking about your distillery, I think lots of people have still envy of your your still um so th- and th- and you know sort of your partnership with with various people i'd love to talk to you about that the people that i'm probably most looking forward to and i really get I really hope that i get a chance to talk to are sean and andrew from the gower gin company i reviewed some of the gins and they are amazing they are botanical mix wizards and from an amazing part of the c- country and there's like paradise on your palate you know you look at pinweed or the barra brith gin or rosili they're just they're, they're so different but they're so clever the way they mix the botanicals together it's sort of seamless but with so many sort of flavors in the flavor profile uh, you know I, I really hope i get a chance to chat to them and, and and understand how how they even sort of think about doing it let alone actually doing it I'd also love to talk to Macintosh Gin and Martin Miller. Um, I was hoping to talk to them this year, but unfortunately that didn't um, seem to happen. But hopefully those will come to fruition in 2021. So all that's left for me to say is thank you again for your time to listen to me, but also, and more importantly, your time for to listen to my guests. I look forward to doing it all again in 2021. My Instagram shout out this week is Karina at Karina underscore Wolf underscore DK. Karina is a gin blogger and she's a third of at Girls on Gin. And I wanted to highlight her account because I thought she's been a massive supporter of mine, but she's also reviewed lots on her account too. And I think she almost has some better pictures of squirrels than are on the at Girls on Gin account. Recently, she did a lovely post on clementines. They were so raw and so lovely with their leaves on them. She also did a lovely post on gin magic from the Napland distillery. I love the blue colour of the gin. It's not something I've really seen before. It looks lovely how she's positioned it against the harbour wall. I love the montage of photos celebrating her birthday with the other two at underscore girl underscore gin members, Tina and Gita. I particularly like the way they'd written G-O-G in the sand and the fact they were drinking at Just Dill Gin. I really, really have got to try that soon. Anyone know where I can get any miniatures? I like the irony of the deer smelling the top of the gin bothy gunshot gin. It sort of seemed very ironic in, the, in, that, in that post. And I love the montage of photos with Silent Paul Gin. I also like the cocktail sitting on the side of the water whilst the other two at Girls on Gin are in the water, sort of faded out in the background. And finally, I know it's not gin related, but I love the shot of the red squirrel. I always enjoy your feed and always enjoy your support. Keep it up and I will be adding you to my stories all week. I would love to hear from you if you want to get in touch with me at Gin Ignite via direct message on Instagram or Twitter or gin.gossip at ginignite.com. The thing that I like about the gin community that I've met so far is that no one judges anyone for what they believe, what they look like or who they choose to be. The world would be a better place if everyone took that view. Grab your drink, 
toast those you love, enjoy your weekend, and whether you decide to party or stay in, I will be with you in spirit. Seriously though, enjoy your weekend, and I look forward to joining you for another episode next Friday. Cheers! <laughs>